Welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. This podcast is entitled Declaration, the Power of God's Word. And this will be part one of a three-part series. Declaration, the Power of God's Word. When my son Kevin was four years old, our family moved into a house that was a used home but was new to us. And within a few weeks of us moving in, I was awakened in the middle of the night by Kevin screaming from his bedroom. I went down to his room as quickly as I could, and he was sitting up in bed. This four-year-old boy was sitting up in bed, shaking and screaming. And when I entered that room, I felt something evil. I, I sensed it, and it made the hair on my body stand on end. I took Kevin in my arms and I held him and I prayed over him and I thought, what am I going to do? What's going on? Well, he, went, he did go back to sleep and we had a peaceful rest of the night, but the next day I began to pray, thinking, what do I do? What do I do? And I asked Father God to show me what to do. Well, three or four days later in the mail, I received a book from a friend of ours this friend of ours didn't know what had happened, but she heard from Father God in prayer that she was to get that book of hers and send it to me. And the name of the book, the book is by a man named Derek Prince. The name of the book was Blessing and Cursing You Choose. It was a teaching, a whole book on teaching on blessings and curses and how various people are used by evil spirits to curse, to curse people, to curse land, to curse buildings, to curse objects. And there was one chapter in the book on how to pray the blood of Yeshua over your family, over your property, everything that you have, how to pray the blood of Yeshua for protection. Now, there are some Bible verses about the power of the blood. Uh, we read in the word that Yeshua suffered outside the gate that he might sanctify us with his own blood. It is written that in 1 John 1 that the blood of Yeshua purifies us from all unrighteousness. In Hebrews 12, we're told that the blood of Yeshua speaks better things than the blood of Abel. In Revelation 1, it reads that we are redeemed. We are redeemed from evil by the blood of Yeshua. And all over the scriptures, we see that there's power in the blood of Yeshua. And what Derek Prince taught, and I began to do, was he taught to lay your hands on your wife and your children and say this, I pray the blood of Yeshua over Kevin. Father, bless him and keep him safe from all evil, all danger, and all harm. Give your angels charge over Kevin that the wicked one would have no power over him. I began to pray that simple prayer over my wife, Laura, my son, Kevin, and our other son, Brian, every night. And after that, not a single nightmare. Our two sons grew up, now they're in their late 20s. They've never had a nightmare since that one night. And I went around our property, I went around that whole house, and I prayed the blood of Yeshua. And I never sensed that evil again in that room. And we, we have been protected all the days of our lives. There is power in the blood of Yeshua, and there is power in the word of Jehovah. In Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, 
we read this, Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Jehovah says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. I would encourage you to read the entire chapter of Isaiah 55, but what our Father is saying here, he's likening his word to rain. Rain is always effective. When rain or snow fall on the earth, the crops are watered, they come forth, and they bring seed. Seed so people can sow, and seed so people can eat. In the same way, Father's word goes out of his mouth. It accomplishes his purposes and it prospers. It prospers in all the plans for which he sends it. Now, in 1 Peter 4.11, 1 Peter 4.11, it says, Let him who speaks speak as the oracles of God, or Elohim. Whoever speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. So he's talking about men verbally speaking God's word whether it's scriptures that we've reading or memorized or the Holy Spirit back, brings back to our mind or prophecy. Uh, we hear about prophecy and word of wisdom and word of knowledge in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. When we're speaking in faith, this requires faith in Yeshua. When we're speaking according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, this requires that we be filled with the Holy Spirit, we are speaking as the oracles of our Heavenly Father. So there is power in what we say. Now in Romans chapter 4, 16 and 17, we read, God gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. God gives life to the dead and calls those things which are not as though they were. Now this is a reference there in Romans 4 to the book of Genesis where Father appeared uh, to Abraham. Abraham had no children. Abraham, his wife, Sarah, was barren and now was past the age of childbirth. And when Jehovah appeared to Abram, he said to him, I have made you a father of many nations. This is a prophetic word from Jehovah telling Abraham that he would have many descendants. In fact, many nations would come from his seed. And we know from history that that word was accomplished. So over Abraham, God called something that was not. He was not a father at all. He called it what was not as though it were. He said, you're the father of many nations. And in fact, if you go back to the creation in Genesis 1 and 2, uh, we, we see again and again, and Elohim said, and Elohim said, and Elohim said, and what he said came into being. So there was nothing. He calls that which is not as though it were. And what he said, there was no light. He said, let there be light, and light came forth. This is the power of the voice of the word of our Father. Then in Ephesians 5.1, Ephesians 5.1 says this, Be imitators of God as dear children. Be imitators of God as dear children.
So we're being encouraged to do what our Father does. Doesn't that make sense? If you're a father, uh, you know that your children imitate you. They begin to walk like you and talk like you. They use phrases that you use. And they watch us and they imitate us. It's how they learn. It's how they learn to walk and talk and, and do other things. Be imitators of God as dear children means get in the Spirit, build up your faith, get in the Word, and use the Word to call things that are not as though they were. This is the power of declaration. In John 1, 1 through 3, we read more about the power of the Word. In John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. This is Yeshua. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that was created. In him was life, and this life was the light of men. So Yeshua is the very Word of God. And this is recorded also in 1 John chapter 4, where it says there are three who agree in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. So the Father spoke through the Word, the Son, and brought forth all of creation. He brought forth light and creation with the power of his voice. So we see Jesus come to the earth. He becomes Emmanuel, God with us. And when he walked on the earth, he spoke things into existence. He spoke and storms were calmed. He spoke and people were healed. He spoke and Lazarus was raised from the dead. Proverbs 18.21, remember in John 1.3, it says, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. In Proverbs 18.21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. You have power in your mouth, in your tongue, in the things that you say. The power of life and death are in the things that you say. And Right there in Proverbs 18, it says, We will bear fruit from the things which we say. Again, let's be imitators of God as dear children. Now, let me share a couple of examples with you from my life of times where I've made a declaration, again, in faith, led by the Holy Spirit, based on the Word of God. Uh, when I receive declarations, I always write them out. I always ask for confirmation. I always seek in the Word where that's true. Uh, several years ago, my friend Lauren uh, Deal and I, he's a neighbor of mine and a good friend, he and I traveled around Michigan's Upper Peninsula on a prayer tour, uh, eight days of praying the perimeter of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. And one of our first stops in that trip was the town of Kinross. Now, this decree Father had given me ahead of time, the life of the king is flowing from the throne, that which is dormant is coming alive. A simple decree. Uh, again, similar to Isaiah 55 where the rain comes down, dormant things are coming alive by the life of the king, Yeshua. Picture rain coming down and watering the earth, dormant seeds coming alive. The life of the king is flowing from the throne. That which was dormant is coming alive. And I decreed that over the town of Kinross. And then as we were praying there at the same time, 
I saw a vision of doors opening, gates opening, keys being placed into people's hands and doors opening. So I declared over Kinross, I said, Yeshua, the Messiah, declares open doors. Something very similar, just simple, you know, open doors. Now this is found in Revelation 3.7 where we read of Yeshua, He who is holy, he who is true, he holds the key of David. Whatever he opens, no one closes. Whatever he closes, no one opens. And in Isaiah 22, 22, we read a similar uh, concept where Father gives men keys to open and to close. Uh, we also see Jesus having keys in Revelation chapter 1. So this simple decree, based on the word, went forth into Kinross, open doors. Doors are opening in Kinross and the Upper Peninsula. One year later, one year later to the day, well, almost to the, to the week for sure, Lauren and I were back in Kinross. And we met a group of people who were living out the fulfillment of the decrees that we had made. We met some men in Kinross, and they were part of an organization. They were six men who were elders and their families who had started a prayer group in someone's home, and they had been meeting regularly for a number of years in, in that home. And after the time that we made the decrees in that year period, uh, someone gave them a building. There was a church that had closed there in Kinross, and that church approached this group of six elders in their families and said, hey, we'd like to give you our building. Would you like it? So they received that building, and they called it New Hope Revival Center, and they began meeting there twice a week. The other thing that they did in the year interval, the summer, because we went in November and again in November, the summer after our first uh, time of prayer in Kinross, they went door to door. These families went door to door, knocking on people's doors, just asking people, we're, we're a group of people, we pray, we just received this new building, we've started a new prayer meeting, is there anything that we can pray for you? Simply asking, can we pray for you? And you can imagine the doors that opened to those people as they walked around that town. So in two ways uh, that those, those declarations were fulfilled. Number one, the life of the king, something dormant. That church had gone dormant and the building was sitting empty. And that group of people in their home church rose up and they began a Sunday night prayer meeting in that building, a revival center, revival something dormant coming alive. So that door to that, that building opened and they, they began seeking revival there. And the other way that these declarations were fulfilled, those homes that they knocked on their doors, those homes, they opened their doors to these men and women. And we know that many of those prayers were answered and many of those people began to come alive, alive to the life that's in Yeshua. Hallelujah. Praise the Father. Again, Proverbs 18, death and life were in the power of the tongue. Uh, another time, 
here on Drummond Island, where I live, there were seven of us, and we got in a minivan, and our intention was to go to different places on the island to pray for the businesses. Uh, we have the idea that you know, Yeshua said, bless and do not curse. And we know that prosperity is part of the kingdom. If a community prospers, uh, the kingdom prospers. Uh, so we went around and we prayed over the businesses of Drummond Island. We, played, we prayed blessing. We had a written prayer with several scriptures in it uh, about blessing and prosperity and the kingdom and, and wisdom and various other parts. So that was our decree, our prayer, our decree, and our decree being blessings from Jehovah. Within a few years of that day, again, seven of us, I thought that was a key number. Within just a few years of that day, five prominent businesses on Drummond Island sold. And this was true of all five of those businesses. They had been family-owned for decades and had begun to run down. And the families that owned these businesses either did not have the finances or the desire to update and remodel. All five of those businesses sold to either corporations or individuals who immediate, well, almost immediately began updating, remodeling, adding, and expanding. So through our prayers, through our decrees, we saw a tangible result in our community. Now, we don't know if all of those business owners, the ones that owned the businesses or the ones that bought those businesses are Christians. But we know this. Paul wrote in Romans, the goodness of Elohim leads to repentance. These new owners brought a goodness, brought a um, blessing, brought a vision to our community. Father is faithful to his word. He's faithful to us. Now, let me just share two more script, well, three more scriptures with you as I close. Again, there is power in the word. There is authority when we speak, and it brings forth fruit, according to Isaiah 55. The thing that I want to reiterate to you and really press home <clears throat> is declarations should be developed through prayer, through study, through encounters with other believers. It is required that we have faith. In Hebrews 11, 5 and 6, it says, Without faith it is impossible to please Elohim. The things that we say must be said in faith. In Hebrews 4, we read that the word that was spoken to the Israelites did not prosper, did them no good, because it was not mixed with faith in those who heard it. In John 14, 12, Yeshua said, The man who believes in me, the things which I do, he will do also. Think of the power there. Yeshua is saying, those who believe in me, what I do, they will do, and greater things than these they will do. He has promised us power to those who believe, those who have faith. 
And we know from uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 2 that faith is a gift. So if you don't have faith, ask for faith. And you can ask for increase of faith. The man in the Bible says, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Now the other part of this, along with faith, is to be led by the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1 verse 8, Yeshua said, you will receive power when or after the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. So the Holy Spirit comes upon us and he leads us into all truth. He leads us into the proper decree and declaration. It might be a scripture he brings to our mind. It might be a decree that he has us develop. It might be a prophetic word or a word of wisdom that we get at the moment. And remember what Yeshua said. He said, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance everything I have said to you. There's power with the Holy Spirit. And we must be led by the Holy Spirit. Now let me read you from Matthew 8, beginning with verse 5. One more example of the power of the spoken word. This is Matthew 8, beginning with verse 5. Now, when Yeshua had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Yeshua said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Yeshua heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. There's that faith component there. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Yeshua said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Just speak a word, Yeshua, and my servant will be healed. There's authority. And so, uh, not just anybody, any moment, any time, can go out and start speaking and have it come to pass. There is faith involved. There's a Holy Spirit involved. There's an impartation of authority involved. So my encouragement to you is to study these scriptures and seek the Holy Spirit, seek Yeshua, and humble yourself. This man was very humble before the Lord. Humble yourself, fast and pray, study the words, and As you grow in him, he will give you this authority, this insight, and this supernatural ability. Shalom.